Welcome to another episode. Welcome to another episode of uh, <laughs> Jesus in Gym Shoes, where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills and Jesus. I have uh, one of my good friends, one of my smart friends, one of the friends that I know that's smarter than me, um, only because she'd be studying and reading and stuff. Uh, uh, Dr. PhD, Jacqueline Ashley. Ain't that right? Well, I have uh, ED, but... ED, sorry, ED. I apologize. Uh, Ed D. Ed D. Same thing. I don't know, girl. I ain't studied studied the highest degrees of... No, it's nothing that people just... I don't expect nobody to know. Just for semantics. You know, there are those people that want to nitpick what you do. Because they low-key be hating. But whatever. I mean, why they be hate? Why they be hating on y'all doctors? Well, y'all doctors you, why? I feel like the most hate that I get is from men. Why? I can duh. Everybody hates black women. Duh. Like <laughs> the only people that love y'all is is child support court. Yeah. That's the only people that like really rock with y'all. Yeah, like, like I just feel like men attack me more. Mm. Even I, on social media, like if I'm posting me working out or whatever, it's always a nigga that slide in and say something like that. I mean, I most definitely was one where you like, oh no, I never commented about how you worked out. Yeah, I never, I don't, yeah, ain't no reason to do that. I've never commented about how you work out. I thought that I was one of them ones I did. I was about to be a hit dog, but I'm not. Yeah, I I say more power to you, whatever, right? But um, so me and Jackie, uh, for sure, we met when I like on my long journey to getting a degree, um, and playing football. We met at Pasadena City College. She was this like really really short girl who's like maybe like four eleven. I am five four. She was like four eleven, and she must have grew like three inches in the last. Like since like post Adele, she grew like three or four inches. Um, <laughs> she was this this short girl with a loud voice that was like commanding all these people in BSU. You was like president of BSU or something, right? I don't remember. That was so long ago. All right. Well, in any event, um, but I know I was a part of it. But I have a, you know, a personality. So. Yeah, and I was like, who is this person? And you know, she they was doing something, and I was like, "Well, I'm for the betterment of black people." And... They was doing something. <laughs> I used to sound like that jerk. Oh, um, and so I was like, "Oh, I like this person. She's cool." And yeah, we just been friends since 2008. And she went in, went on ahead to a black college. Uh, where you go to school? I went to Clark Atlanta. She went to Clark Atlanta. She went to Clark. And then she became a member of a sorority. <laughs> <laughs> you will not do this to me. She's a member of Sigma Gamma Rho, uh, Sorority Incorporated. Uh, and yeah, you know, she plays on a black college or whatever. And then, you know, she went on ahead and got her her, her Ed D. And so she'd be like causing trouble via social media these no i do not i'm these, just myself these people these people be like at her neck about like just common sense stuff 
And so one of the common sense things is like, although this is Jesus in gym shoes, she mentioned like when we was talking a while ago, she was like, yeah, we had different parts or whatever. And I was like, girl, I don't care. Um, but no. So I was, we were joking on the way into the podcast. I was like, I want to name this. My friend is a hesitant vaxxer. And she was like, no, don't do that. You're not about to have people like blowing up my inbox because they're going to think I'm an anti-vaxxer and I'm not an anti-vaxxer. And I was just like, no, you're a hesitant vaxxer is what you said. But in any event, um, I'm still going to name the title of that. She's already on the podcast. So she doesn't really have a choice. We're not talking about vaccines or any of that today. I just want to know, like, what is it like being a black woman in academia? I literally was just telling one of my closest friends today that being at my job and where I work at, with it being such a big institution, you know, in a really like, you know, pristine quote unquote one, literally I suffer from imposter syndrome like Mm -hmm. that. Some days I'm like, how, why am I here? Do I deserve to be here? Always feel like somebody's always looking at me. Always feel like I have to show up as my best and all of that. And I'm just like a super like overachiever. But being in that space and working with a lot of non-Black people, it really makes you feel that way. So that's why therapy is important. So I really, when I know I need somebody to talk to, I invest in therapy and I work out, I meditate. Um, Yeah, I do yoga because it could really create anxiety and you just start triggering and start doing retarded shit. And then when you're triggered, you're going back to literally traumatic shit from when you're a kid and you start lashing out on people and stuff. So I appreciate being a Black woman in academia, but it has really taught me um, how far I've come and being like aware of who I am, that I'm even aware of like my um, identity struggles while I'm there. Mm-hmm. But it ain't that many of us. It's literally like I work in the College of Business and it's probably at least 150 faculty, roughly, or less. Mm-hmm. And there's probably like me and like three other Black women. And um, those Black women are like baby boomers. And um, I think there's like maybe two Black men. We talking about a faculty of 100 and something people. Yeah, I got five black people. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't think I. So you always gonna have imposter syndrome. Like you always gonna feel like somebody looking at you because they don't have to worry about the things that we have to worry about. True. Right. We constantly going in already feeling judged, not realizing like, bitch, you did your work. You deserve to be here. True. So stop second guessing. You know. Yeah. What's funny is that, like, you talk about imposter syndrome in that space. I I literally have a master's degree. um, And I have to work for people who, like, barely finish college. (laughs) Like, and I was was in an interview 
uh, and the woman, she was an Asian woman. She was from the Bay. Um, and she was just like, you know, why aren't you? She asked me, she's like, why aren't you going after the positions that you really want? And I was like, because don't nobody want to give me a chance. I was mm-hmm. like, I apply for them. Like, I'm not like shy for applying for stuff. Like I have the masters, but I didn't go to a top tier school. So, you know, your resume kind of get kicked out when you're going up against, you know, somebody who's fresh out of B school from Harvard or fresh out mm-hmm. of B school from, you know, some some notable university. And when you got to go up against them, like you don't even get to enter the room, right? I have realistic ideas of of what it is that I want to do. And I have, you know, a track record of like being able to accomplish these things. But, you know, um, and I was explaining that to her. She was like, wow. She was like, I, I, I um, well, she said to me that as an Asian woman who is, a director of a of a of a Fortune 500 company uh, that is doing very well in the stock market right now, and she's over the enterprise sales team. She was like, "Wow, I I've had to be here." I was like, "Yeah, you're the first Asian woman that I've talked to, like in these interviews, and I've been interviewing for some time, you know, mm-hmm. just throughout my career." Um, I was like, "You're the first Asian woman in this type of role." And for you to like elicit this type of conversation, um, I could see and understand, but I also have to realize that she has, she let me know that she has African-American brothers, right? She has stepbrothers that she grew up with that are, that are black. Mm-hmm. So she was like, she understood that my struggle is a lot different from hers, even though I could, yeah, I know for sure that as an Asian woman trying to like sail in the Bay at a tech company, they probably was looking at her like she was crazy. So she mm-hmm. probably, she had to work. So I'm not taking it away from her. And she didn't take that away from herself, but she also understood that it's a lot different because I don't talk like everybody else. I don't think like everybody else. I don't move like everybody else. I'm not just going to have a, I don't want to just have no conversation with you just to have a conversation with you. Like what we talking about? Right. So I'm glad because it'll be two years in January since I've been in my university. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I develop a work personality. <laughs> <laughs> I get one too. Lord Jesus. Um, I think I'm going to change the title to this my work personality. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I develop a work personality. Mm-hmm. And um, that helps with a lot of that, too. Because... What's, what's your work personality? Quiet. Mm. Bitch, I ain't super quiet. But I am introverted. But I'm not quiet. In a social mm-hmm. setting. It depends. But I'm quiet. Quiet, don't really talk. Not really expressive. That sucks. Yeah, that's what I am in young, you know? Yeah. Like the quiet, young, smart black girl. You know what I'm saying? She don't say too much. Yeah. That's the best personality for me to have. Yeah, I look people don't people only engage with me when they're working with me. That sucks. Not for me, it don't keep me separated from them. 
True. I don't safe around them people. They don't, I don't trust them. <laughs> no, I'm just being honest. I had to learn. No, I worked in different environments and I've worked in very racist environments. You gotta just go to work. It's like the 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 it's like the 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 cat that the, the one that's worse is the cat that's like hella liberal and they think that they down. And they're so racist. <laughs> It's like, bro, oh, I got duped. I got duped by a couple of supervisors, and I that's when I had to learn. Um, until I'm in a place where I can be in the environment that aligns with like my beliefs, then I need to just play the game until now. Like, it's just like you know, put on a work personality. Go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, because in that, that's what I'm saying, imposter syndrome. Like you ain't really, you know, you ain't able to be yourself. You still you you always question that shit. Like, am I supposed to be here? Are they trying to come for me? Are they yeah, you know, you're gonna do that because you don't feel comfortable. So um and everything is a trigger, and that's not a everything that's not a healthy, is a trigger. Not a oh state. my god. And it's like somebody, and it's like a lot of times. Somebody they just was talking and they weren't even talking to you. And it's like, why am I triggered by that? Like because we black and we just feel that way and we our life has been hard and yeah, we don't know what is some shit and what's not. Like we don't know because we have always trauma shit. There's trauma. That's why niggas need to go to therapy. <laughs> trauma. Well, so, so you Jamaican as hell. Um yeah, my mom's American though. Okay. I was gonna say since why you got since how you got two first names, um, and I think people are starting to realize oh that's why her name is the way it is. Yeah, <laughs> like it makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, it made, no, it's Ash- always made sense. It's always made yeah. sense to me. Yeah, like, everybody thought Ashley was my first. Like they were like your name. No, that's my last like, name. Okay. But see, if you don't understand other cultures, then you wouldn't pick up on it. Yeah. And I knew it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Because I had a bunch of, like, I've always had, like, Jamaican teammates or whatever. So they've had, like... First name, last name. First name, last name be two first names. Um, yeah. Or what we would consider first names. Um, yeah, like, Bruce is a last name. Yeah. But Was we your... will consider that a first, a first name. name. Yeah, yeah, but Bruce is some Jamaicans have the last name Bruce. That's wild. Not really wild. I've actually met a I met a couple. I so I just got back. You know, I got back from Jamaica. Yeah, I've been wanting to go, but I've been scared. Why? They everything shut down. Everything is shut down. I man. know. My cousin told me not to come because she said she felt like it ain't worth it. Um, I had a good time. She um, said you can still come visit me, but they still throwing out curfews here and there. Yeah, they had a curfew while I was there, but I was on the resort, so it was a little different. Mm-hmm. So it is a curfew if I wanted to go out to the country to hang out with my family. No, ain't nobody out there in the country. No, that's not what I'm saying. If I wanted to go out to like um Portland where my cousin lives. Oh, okay. Not in the major city, is curfew going on? Right? No, the major cities have curfew. The major cities oh. have curfew. So if you like in the back, if you if you like chilling. Like out where ain't no police at, 
you know, the police are like, the police were like in St. Anne or, you know, in Runaway Bay and they were just, they were out near the resorts because people were, you know, that's, those are the places that people congregate. But when nobody out like far out, take your butt home. Ain't nothing to do out there. Take your butt home. <laughs> so, yeah, they, that's, that, they was chilling out there. But like they did have, it was kind of strict. It was really, really strict. That's um, what she told me. Yeah. It was really, really She strict. told me, she's like, I don't think you're going to have fun. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not now. I wouldn't go now. I wouldn't go now at all. Um, yeah, and I just saw in the news, and because I followed the Jamaican news, they just did a... Um, they just did a what? Uh, um, another lockdown thing. Yep. They, yep. Yeah, they're locking down on restrictions. I literally so, got back in enough time. What was your... What, did you go... Did you ever go as a kid? Mm-hmm. How was that? You was running around barefoot? You are so stupid. No. <laughs> Um, I don't remember much because I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the closest experience I had with my Jamaican culture, like living in America, mm-hmm. is that um, my dad, he was a, he's a musician. Sounds so we, all the festivals, all the reggae concerts and stuff that was popping mm-hmm. like in the 90s and the early 2000s, we would be at all of them with my dad. And when my dad being a musician, he knew a lot of other musicians. So me and my sister be backstage hanging out with like Shaggy. Like I've met Shaggy a couple of times. I've met Sean Paul before. I've met Wayne Wonder. Like all reggae artists I've met as a kid. Because I will, oh, when it will come to the States and they'll do shows in California, me and my dad will come get my sister and we'll go. Mm. So that was like, my closest experience to the culture, you know, like all the time going to concerts and festivals with my dad. And mm-hmm. then my mom married nothing but Jamaican men. So, well, no, her last two were American, but my How many times was she married? Four. That's dope. I'm no, it's not. Anyway, I'm so her second husband was from Jamaica too. So it was like in our household, we still was able to have, you know. Yeah, some some of the culture. Yeah, yeah, we was raised in that. And then my mom, she didn't marry this other, my mom. Anyway, then I had another figure come into my life at one point and he was from Belize. So my mom had like, after her second marriage, she had like a really long relationship. So that was another way I was able to stay connected to my culture as well too, even Mm -hmm. though he was from Belize. So and then my dad here and there. So it's like my dad kind of like inherently, like even though we weren't raised there and we didn't go there often, um, he still made sure we knew like who we were. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even now my dad is 69 and um, he lives in the Orange County and um, he a Rasta through and through. Like he's still in jail. <laughs> like I just be like this nigga right, but then bye. I had to realize I had to realize these immigrant parents they just different what was that like having an immigrant parent oh man my dad is the worst he'll cuss you out so mean but to him he ain't thinking that I had to just accept it that's just how he is man is he-, he light my little brother and sister up right now I got a 12 year old sister and a 15 year old brother 
Yeah, my daddy was old making kids. Yeah, he grow a lot of his food too. He don't eat none of this shit. Preserving. I want to be like him. I want to be like him. My daddy is real strict by his food. He cook everything. I only work out. I only work out so that way I can be like him. I want to have sex when I'm in my 60s and 70s. My dad is real lean, though. super lean, tall. He ain't really muscular. He ain't never been like a muscular guy. He's always lean. I still want my heart to work then. I don't want to have to like taking a blue shoes or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I so, wanna... I mean, he's the same way. Like they, these immigrant parents, they just, they just don't. Some of them, they just be cussing you out and shit. He's like, damn, what the fuck? Like, why you say that to me? Is your dad, is your dad one of those that's like, you need to call me, I'm not going to call you types? He don't call me. I reach out to him. He don't okay. call me. I don't even take a person on no more. Yeah. Like, I'm grown. You know, I'll text him and tell him if I got to talk to him, I'll hit him up. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, we ain't got, like, no beef or nothing. I mean, we did. I want <laughs> But, I mean, every everybody gonna have a beef at one point with their parents. I mean, yeah, but as of right now, I'm grown. Shit, I realize I got more in common with my dad now at 33 <laughs> that I that I had in my 20s. True. I'm more yeah. like him than I really, you know. Mm-hmm. I have a lot in common with my dad, which is so. Yeah. Funny. When what do you think had so just going back to like imposter syndrome, like what how because I know how strong willed you know, uh, or you can, you can only know from the outside looking at how strong-willed um, immigrant parents are, or immigrants are, you know, and how strong-willed they make their children. How, what's been the battle between those two, those two things? I don't think I've ever had a battle between, well. Because it's like, on one hand, you got like, your daddy would be like, <laughs> like there you mean imposter syndrome like you know who you are like you know like why you letting them get to you like my mom parents? would probably say the same thing too she okay. American she don't believe in therapy some of these black folks you know <laughs> so I mean really, everything the devil's fault everything is the devil's fault you know how, sure, you know how okay <laughs> you know how it is we don't do none of our own stuff everything the devil's fault <laughs> we, don't do none of, we don't do none of the stuff on our own it's don't do all, none of our stuff everything is done to us because the enemy is after us us the enemy is after us baby <clears throat> is after us we did not go and do that ourselves i just you know i'm just saying for the people that's i'm clearly being sarcastic for the people that's like ultra religious that may listen to this episode uh, actually, I don't really care. Like, if you don't hear the sarcasm in it, that's your own fault. But in any event, um, and that's one of the things that I that I find trouble with. And then be, I have conversations with. I had a conversation with my mother, and um, she was saying something. She was like, she was saying something about my nephew and his mom, and mm-hmm. and I was like, "Mom, you was the same way." And she was like, "I was." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like, no, because oh. people really be projecting. Yeah, and I was like, girl, you mm-hmm. did the same thing. <laughs> she was, yeah. uh, we were talking about me having long hair. Because you remember when you met me, I had locks. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of devil, my mom was trying to FaceTime me now. She heard her, she heard her, um, oh, mama she, called me when I was, when I, we first got on. Yeah, my mama most definitely was like, she heard her, she heard her voice in the wind. Um, but, just just with that 
I was like, girl, you you did the exact same thing. She's like, I did. She's like, yeah. When I was 16, I got locks. And with having locks, um, it was something that I wanted to, it was something I wanted to do. And she was just like, well, I was progressive because I let you get locks. And I was like, you ain't really had no choice in that. Like, I asked, but like, I was already out the door. Like, I knew in two years I was out of this piece. Like, right. Like, I knew I was, <laughs> like, I knew I was going to college and never coming back. Like, ever coming back. Because um, I always knew that there was just a little bit more. Because my whole childhood was church. Like, my really? whole childhood was church. Like, I would have from, home. you said what? I would have ran away from home. My whole, I ain't knew nothing else. Where was I going to go? To church? <laughs> I was going to run away from home and go to church. That's where I did, my mom would have found me at church. But, you know, it helped out. But, yeah, that was my whole childhood. And I'm grateful for it now. But I, I wish I had some of them experiences. But I also thank God for the trouble I didn't get into because of that. But yeah, I told her, I told Shorty, I was like, well, I refer to my mom and Shorty sometimes. But I, yeah, I told her, I was like, yeah, I, um, I'm grateful. I was, I'm grateful that I was able to, you know, step out and do that and even ask. But I kind of knew that it was what I wanted to do anyway. Um, yeah, I kind, I kind of knew. But I'm sorry, she, let me put the caption on on this. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so, um. But yeah, just any of it, like back to you being in academia, like what's some of the, what was your role like getting to this? Like, we'll, we'll explain a little bit about like how you got to uh, being in academia or like deciding that that's what you wanted to do. Um, well, at the time I didn't have a choice. Um, I just gave birth to my son and I had just left another job. And it literally fell on my lap. Like, it was not something um, I planned to do, but I felt like it was always pulling me towards it. it was like, one of those, like, divine blessings. Mm-hmm. Like, it was meant to happen. Um, so, as I've gone through, like, all my academic stuff, like, I was still trying to, like, find myself. At first, I wanted to work in policy. Then I wanted to work in nonprofits. Then I ended up working with a nonprofit that introduced me to education. Then I started to want, want to work in education, like K through 12 as an administrator. But once I saw all the red tape, when it comes to being in that organization or coming a part of that organization, I didn't have the patience nor the time for. And I just didn't see that that was where the money was at. So I was like, okay, let me try to get in like city government or state government doing like um, grant work or doing like um, evaluator work, like data and research type Mm -hmm. of work. So a black woman from my university, from where I got my doctorate degree from, she sent me an email and she was like, hey, I got an email about some uh, really big university trying to um, recruit newly um, doctoral students, new graduates for teaching adjuncts. So um, she had sent me the email. I responded to this person's email, gave them my resume. I did all of that. And then literally nine months later, (laughs) 
the email got a response. And the chair, my chair now, hit me up, asked me to interview me for the upcoming spring semester. And then I ended up getting some letters of recommendation. And I didn't even fill out an application until after he offered it to me. That's how you know a lot of this stuff is like, you got to know people. Agreed. I didn't even go through the formal application process. It was like, I found someone, go do this app, do this online, mm -hmm. blah, 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 especially in that space. Um, so then that's where I've been at. I've been there almost two years. And um, that's where I'm at now, but I'm glad I'm there because um, it's just pushed me as a lecturer is really cool because it really showed me some other strengths that I have. Like what? Um, like being a coach, like an instructional coach. Mm -hmm. Coaching people on um, just pedagogy in a classroom and stuff like that to be yeah. far more innovative because we have a lot of tenured faculty that is just like, mm. you know, they just, the way they do school is just whack, is boring. Um, you know, so that's like a space I want to get in like a coaching space, um, or a dissertation coach. Um, cause I advise research there right now, um, theses for graduation. So I advise them in their research and I'm like, wow, like I actually really enjoy research. So I can see myself really, um, take getting, doing more things in research seriously, and or um, being like a dissertation coach mm -hmm. and coaching people as they're going through their research process and help them with their research. Um, so I like being there. Like I said, it's brought out other things where I'm like, oh, I can tap into this type of side of me and monetize it. And it's something I enjoy doing. That makes like it's sense. crazy. Like I find, I feel like I've found things that I enjoy doing. I don't necessarily want to be a business owner, but with me being at the university and being able to have a decent salary and not feeling overworked, but also being able to like tap into like other talents you have is actually, is what the university like brought out of me. So I guess in a way it's like been like the positive of the imposter okay. syndrome in arriving here. That's so. What's your favorite pair of gym shoes? New Balance. Which ones? I don't know. Is that from like you doing the running? You say, oh, something soft? I don't run. I hike. I mean, hike. Are you hiking? Do you be teaching in your gym shoes? You be, you be having your gym shoes on while you're doing lectures over the, over the Skype? No. I sit down at my desk. <laughs> I barely You look so disgusted. I wish I could see her face. She was so disgusted when I said that. Like, why would I have that on in the house? I don't wear shoes in my house. Mm-mm. I just got my house clean today, like professionally clean. Oh, that's good. Wow. I, I'm a clean so, freak, low key. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm, I'm messy, but I'm not like junky. I'm just messy. Like, I for, will not pick up shoes for like three or four days. Yeah, that's I'm a problem. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, which means that like I have to pay people to clean my house. Um, but like, to the pedagogue, the reason why I asked that question is like, what, how would you, 
how would you go about like telling somebody else like they in something and you know they have this road that they're going down right um they hiking down this road hiking down this road but you know something else falls into their lap and they're kind of reluctant to you know kind of branch out what would you say to that person So like what what's okay? I'm not understanding the question fully though. So so if you you had this thing that kind of fell in your lap, like yo, somebody's offered you this adjunct role, right? You thought that you wanted to do something else. Um right. Yeah, you thought that you wanted to do something else. And I just took it because I needed to, and then being in it, I'm like, oh, this is what I was supposed to be doing. Okay, okay. What would you so say? So I guess just take risks. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. You never know. Like, you never know. Um, I feel like it's been, I mean, I've realized I like teaching. This has always been my thing. Like, I will always teach in higher ed. Like, this going to be my thing. But mm-hmm. I'm also, it's encouraged me it brought out other gifts in me that I can monetize, which is dope. Like, like, oh, okay. And that's why you see a lot of lecturers or a lot of PhDs start doing different shit. Because when you start being in that space and you're teaching, you, it brings out um, talents that you have. Mm-hmm. And then like, said- this showed me I can help somebody. I can, with me, with me, advising someone through a research project this means that I can conduct research like I can manage people who conduct research for endowments or for a certain organization underneath me like I can manage this because guess what I do all day long at work I advise research true I advise research students yeah to conduct research like they submit parts of their research to me and I'm like this shit don't make sense See, but see, people like you were talking about social media. Yeah. But see, I don't think people know the job that I. So they probably don't. They don't understand. I read all day long. Yeah. That's why I said you yeah. was one of my smart friends because you read. Well, um, but just in my job, like. Yeah. Like on a regular basis. So we were having a, <laughs> we were having a conversation, and you were just like, "Yo, the data that such and such was talking about, like it wasn't fully thought. Like it was she didn't give full context to the data, and the data was from like this this particular vantage point. Um, and it was a small subset. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Like this person actually like knows what is it what it is that they're talking about, you know? Um, and you rock, and you got to rock with people that are able to." be I'm and, and I'm not about to like refute the data like the research that you've done right unless like I've done equal equal research right um so I would say to the question it was it was a bit jumbled but to the question um like try try new shit like just try it like you yeah you gotta take on. a risk yeah and like you Gotta took a risk, take even, a risk. even in the fact that you like needed it you could have just been like nah I ain't gonna. I could have because trust me, it was no money. Yeah, I could have been like this. This check ain't worth it. Exactly right, and so like to that to that. Stayed in there though. Yeah, start making a little bit more money. But let me tell you, I kept it. Taught on campus for three for six weeks. 
COVID hit. We've been home ever since. Let me tell you the blessing. <laughs> my my mentor, Dr. Berry, she was just like, that's my other mama. She was like, DJ, because I've been like been able to do a whole bunch of like raw stuff in the pandemic. Um, and so I felt bad because it's like on one hand, you got all these people dying, all these people suffering. Um People losing their jobs. People losing jobs. People losing losing houses. People lose, you know, like literally, you know, if the moratorium like doesn't go through, there are people who are just like, yo, I don't know where I'm gonna live. Like, I ain't got no money. Like, I don't know where I'm gonna live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to realize that it's okay. Like, in times of good, there are always gonna be some people who. I mean, in times of bad, there are always going to be some people who would do good. As long as you mm-hmm. aren't like one of the people that are, you know, out here creating the bad for people, it's okay to rejoice in the good that you have going on. Um, and so I'm great. It's great to hear that like God has been, you know, good to you during these times. Um, no, yeah, he's, let me tell you, my life, everything that is happening in my life is happening because it's about the gospel. And I think, why every time people need to go to therapy. Um, when you learn to stop controlling every goddamn thing mm-hmm. and you just allow life to happen, you aren't triggered as much. I ain't gonna sit here and say I figured it all out. I just said I have imposter syndrome. I struggle with imposter syndrome. But it's like in this pandemic, I was like, okay, I'm working from home, I'm chilling, and I just wanted to use this time to like you know um really do something important for myself not just working from home you know so I started like working out and shit like that but he's really like really been giving me favor and just pushing me and dropping a little every time I receive some energy or a seed I hold on to it Mm -hmm. And I just like push through, even when shit been going left. If it go left, I just been like, no, I'm sorry, that was supposed to happen. That <laughs> <laughs> was supposed to happen. It's cool. It's cool. And I started to notice a trend. Every time mm-hmm. some some craziness or somebody did something mean to me, some positive would happen like a couple of days later. So I was like, you know what? I just gotta keep moving. But no, it's really a blessing because, like you said, a lot of people. I feel bad though because a lot of people really out on the street and they really just don't give a shit at all um, and they trying to push us to go back to work and they ain't even about to pay us if we get sick that's <laughs> the part that pisses me off the most about the whole situation yeah i was talking to somebody that works in higher ed also and they were just like yo so they don't even give like people sick time if they they don't give people sick time if like if they were having a baby or they don't give women sick time if they were no. having a baby at her, at her university you had to take that time off of your off of yourself and so you got sick parents i mean you got not sick parents but you got parents that come back to work and they ain't got no pto mm-hmm. they didn't take this time off and i was like what? and then and then you can't draw state disability until after you use up all your PTO. Yeah, it's wild. You see what I'm saying? So that's my, I don't think everybody realized 
that's the biggest thing of this all, you know? We are in the middle of a pandemic and they forcing you to go back to work knowing damn well you about to get sick. But they don't care. The they don't care. Yeah, they I saw this guy the other day and he just like, I was like, bro, <laughs> like you, you, I was like, you just like, you aren't taking things seriously. Like you are not taking things as seriously as you need to. Um, be just in a rush to like get more money, just and more money, more money. And I'm like, bro, you comfortable? Like you don't need to like all money ain't good money. Like all money ain't good money. You do you you put yourself in these positions where you could potentially get sick, and then now you ain't gonna be able to work. Like, man, let me tell relax. you, you ain't gonna be able to work. And then I find it quite interesting. They're trying to say people are like, oh, we 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 need workers because you know a lot of people ain't going back to work. Yeah, that's why people not going back to back work. To they work. don't realize that <laughs> people are like, we're not coming back to work because we stand a possibility of getting sick, and you are gonna make me use either my PTO or I don't get no PTO, or I'm gonna lose my fucking job anyway. Yeah. So it's like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut, but yeah. that's that's just what it is, and I feel like we everybody needs to be angry about that. You trying to force us to work. So you don't have to pay us to live through a pandemic. And you removed all these restrictions like this shit is over. Like you really about to cycle, analyze, fuck us into some bullshit. Because yeah. <laughs> you want us to go to work. Yeah. I, I, it's oh. such a capitalist society. They don't yeah. give a shit. They only want to fix the problem. Some reason why they chose a vaccine to to attempt don't to road. fix don't go down that road. Hold on, let me tell yeah. you. Some reason why they chose a vaccine to attempt to solve the problem is because that is such a capitalistic. Oh approach. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I thought you. I didn't know where you was going with this. I was like, yo, we it's such a capitalist. Yeah, approach. I was like, hey, you said that you didn't want to talk about something, so no, uh, I don't know. I'm not one of those people. I know what you're talking. No, no, about. no. I no. You said that you didn't want. To, I, the original title. And I was like, oh, where is she going with this? I'm well, going yeah, political totally with this and working. No, yeah, absolutely. But I told this one guy, this one guy was like an anti-vaxxer simply because he said, and I told you this earlier, he was like, um, yeah, they ain't roll this out. They, they ain't do this for diabetes and they ain't do this for cancer. So why okay, they that's to do just I was like, you can work. I was like, it's true that they haven't. But I was like, you can work with diabetes. It's hella black people that's working on one leg. And like you so stupid. We're in the conversation because you over here making fun of. Anthony I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm saying that people work. People will work with diabetes. They'll work until they blind. They'll work. But you can't work with COVID. But you can't. But you can't. You can't breathe, bro. Like you can't stand. You can't. And you contagious. Yes, like you're literally a walking exactly. contagion. Exactly. So like, either way, we have no protection. None, but no protection in our jobs or in our pay in COVID, and that's why people aren't going back to work. <laughs> Let them fool y'all and make it seem like people ain't going back to work. And it's like people want to work. People, they want like people unemployment checks. Let me tell you, half these states already don't cut unemployment. California about to cut the federal unemployment. They ain't paying nobody no unemployment no more. So that's a lie in the news that them saying people getting unemployment. That's bullshit. They're not. I get it. I get it. And I'm going to end it there. You know, I appreciate you being on Jesus and Jim Shoes. 
Lord we need to get I, into the good stuff. I mean, I feel like I feel like you know what? I was being funny. We don't have to keep talking. But you feel like what? What good stuff you want to talk about? Because we had, you know, I'm here as long as you are. I gave you, you an hour of my time. So you got 13 minutes. I got 13 minutes? <laughs> I mean, you... <laughs> I'm trying to give you a variety. I don't know if I want this whole conversation. Are you mm. editing this? I'm going to most definitely. I have to edit this. Okay. <laughs> I'm still recording right now because you never know what you're going to say. No, you, well, you, you didn't ask me anything about my dating life. And I didn't ask you anything about your dating life. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you're going to be all in my business. Oh, man. Um. Oh, wow. Uh, you're the first person that's done that. I usually kind of like take the conversation away from it. Um. But I'm on. Uh, you've been I'm recording with a whole bunch of people. How many episodes? Mm, I got. I got like. Um, I got a bunch of them stashed. Like, I just been recording and holding them. You know, I just launched it like not too long ago. But I just been holding them, holding on to them. And oh, so okay. I finally decided to like let them gr- let them go. But yeah, nobody's asked me. Like, but yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm out here. I'm leaning on Jesus. Waiting on Jesus. I'm, not gonna <laughs> I'm leaning on Jesus. Leaning on his everlasting arm, you know? Waiting on, you know, Jesus. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what does it mean? I'm holding on. I'm holding on to Jesus and I'm not letting go. That's what that means. It means that I'm single. I'm single. Oh, okay. I'm single as hell. Uh, Dang for real. God, is, God has been great to me. I've met some amazing people. Uh, some amazing women um, and one thing that I've learned is that like even though somebody's good you know usually people talk about like the breakups where it's like everything is like ah all of that stuff it's it's okay to like not talk to anybody or like not be a not be not date anybody anymore even though they're good like things weren't bad you just realize like hey yeah um, some people just you know yeah yeah, no. This ain't, this ain't really. The thing that I don't. We don't really mesh. Like, yeah, you, know, you got beef. I'm just you don't see it going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it ain't going nowhere. You know, you're a great person, but like, you're not the person for me. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that that's perfectly okay. Like, I've had some bitter breakups, but um, I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to do that no more. Mm-hmm. What about you? You you out here? Do I have you, you you waiting on Jesus or you or you got No, I'm dating. Rich, it's always some rich Negro that wanna take that wanna take you somewhere. Why do you say that? I know the truth, bro. What do you mean you know the truth? What do you I know the truth. It's always some rich Negro that like really that's on your heels. Whoa, 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 where is this coming on from? On your heels. Where is this coming from? Chicago. And and uh uh where you live at now? I don't have. What are you talking about? I don't have a man. Bro. You don't have. Oh, okay. You got you got men that like you that are that are able to um they're able to take care of you and your salary. Where are you getting this from? See, that's you ain't even deny it. You just no. I'm at, no, you ain't even deny thing. it. You I just really like. Is this an assumption, or is this something somebody told you about me? 
Because I'm like, this is not true. First of all. All right, so it's not true. Okay. Is this just an assumption? No. So what made you say this? You made me say this. Is it is it the way I may have conversations? Is that what it's giving? Or just what they've done for you. Oh, okay. I see what you're yeah <laughs> men outdated yeah what they've done for me sans like one root to the cues sans like one of them i don't know okay so they not so they not um okay so but in any event you got guys that like you um you got guys that like you. What's that process like? Being like intelligent, like what's like <laughs> what's one, what's one of the worst experiences you've had? Like going on a date with somebody who just intellect wasn't like intellectually up to par. Oh, I've had a lot of those. I'm sure most men aren't smart. Oh God, this is hilarious. Um, why? Why is they can that? have the most amazing jobs and make great money, but they're they're not smart. What makes a man smart? Now, most men don't have to be smart. You just be a man. This is the truth. Mm-hmm. This is the truth. Do you date white men? No. Have you? No. Would you? No. Okay. I can't get over the most men aren't smart. No, they aren't. No matter the race, they all stupid. Agreed. I'm one of them. Yeah, y'all don't, y'all just, we all, and I'm not trying to play in a gender roles. I feel as though, I don't feel like you're born a certain way. I think the way society is designed is designed for women to be more goal-oriented and solution focus and planning it's how society builds us mm-hmm. we're not born this way it's just society i feel the like norms. i feel like a lot of men achieve beak for women like a lot of men look to go after stuff um because they want to impress women like i don't i don't know i can a lot see of that I don't know. I, if, I don't know if a lot of people have it inherently, like they have an inherent drive to do stuff. I work with, not work, but like I've been around a lot of people who had literally have no drive to do anything unless like there's someone of the opposite sex around, or if there's somebody that's going to uh, pat them on the back, or if it's for a community of people to see it. Like it's not like an internal thing. And so I think that a lot, and those, and those are men, like those, those are a lot, like a lot of men that I know, not a lot of men that I know, but men that I know, some men that I know are only in it for the show and the show comes with the women that are around, or those are generally the people that are like pat you on or pat them on the back because they've made some like grand gesture or something like that. So I can see that. Yeah. 
I think so. Do you does it look like men with money date me or something? Maybe Girl, I was just talking trash. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just talking trash. I but really I will say I that to get you admit to, I was trying to get you to admit to it if it was true or not. I will say this though. Um never mind. <laughs> I'll find out later. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 gonna say this though, Ferrello. Since I've lost a lot of weight, mm -hmm. I think the class of men who try to date me now have changed. Has changed. I can see that. I can see, I can most definitely see that. I have my own theory around it, but what is that? I would never say that to be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the ones you got to catch me in the moment where we. But I would we, say, you know, more like higher earner. I could, it's, a, it's a difference. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. My dating life has been interesting because I really paused for like two years and then dating back. After I broke up with my son's father, I didn't. I wasn't entertaining. I wasn't talking to. I wasn't nothing. I was not. Don't breathe on me. <laughs> like I was just like no. And then I was like, you know what? Let me get back out there. So I just been dating, you know, casually you dating. As you should, you know. And I'm very open and honest. So I mean, Love that hasn't know. worked for me in some ways, but. It's okay. That just means I, they weren't meant to experience me anymore. Okay. Stop right there. Um, let me see where we at. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. They they probably weren't. Um, and I realized that too. Like, I mean, you learn things from different people, and as long as I treat people well, I don't really care. <laughs> like if I break up with somebody, not break up with somebody, or like decide that I don't want to rock with them no more, I just be like, you know, hmm, it didn't go as well as I thought it was going to, you know? Right. You just accept it. Like people, we got to stop putting expectations on people, you know? I agree. Once I stop putting expectations on people, it stops. But I ain't gonna lie, it's a couple of people. I, well, it's one person I was like low key disappointed in that I more recently dated. Because I wasn't disappointed in the person, I was just disappointed in the timing. Mm. Yeah, I was disappointed recently. You um, know, it'd be like the right person, wrong yeah. time. Yeah, I've, I've I've experienced that too, but I've also like experienced um, one situation in particular where right person, and I was just like. You just don't get it. Like what <laughs> I they was did. Right person. I was like, what they did. No, I mean, they were a great like they checked a lot of boxes, but it was just like this one thing was major and the response to it. What was it? I'll tell you offline. But okay. the response, <laughs> but the response to the situation, I was just like, Yeah. I'm 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 walking away. Oh, okay. Walking away. I can't. I was like, because if you respond like that, if, if that's your response, 
oh yeah, I'm going to be in for a world of, of crap. The rest, if I rock with you any longer, because you just don't get it, because you just don't get it. And you got, I got to be careful, you know? Well, me too, because I have an energy that I feel like a lot of men try to latch on to and try to drain. Oh. So I got to be careful of them people. Is that too. like a maternal type of energy or like a, what, what type of, what do you mean? I have a very dominant dominant like personality oh okay yeah and that don't really bother me no i just feel like some people are just attracted to people who are dominating true and it's cool until Until it ain't cool until it ain't cool and it might you might feel like it's turned on you you start taking when it's outside for everybody else yeah that makes sense yeah, so when, even when I date now, I got to be careful, like, other guys I date. I got to see, you know, where they at. Very true. Very true. Because you just never know. Like, I, I and I tell you, like, I be dating, and I, you know, we we in this. I'm going to see, I want to see more of you than just, like, yeah, you cute, and you, you know, we go to nice places or whatever, but, like, who are you? You know, and I want, and that take time for you to reveal mm-hmm. who you really are. And I, and if I'm going to attach the rest of my life to you, you got to know who I really am. You know, like my ebbs and flows. Also, like if something happens to me that I don't really, you know, that I'm down about, or if something happens to you that you down about, I want to see that. Or if you like really joyous about something, I want to see that. Like those, those things. I want to see those things and like people be in these relationships and they be out of these relationships. And I'm like, bro, you just, y'all was, y'all only know each other for a week. And then y'all was in a relationship. <laughs> I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be seen. And I just be like, Oh man, let me tell you stuff. these two years by myself really taught me a lot. Yeah. And I really like, you know, I enjoy dating. Like I'm enjoying casually dating. That shit is fancy. And, oh, no, a date can be anything. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. A date can be um, a walk in the ice cream, some coffee, getting ice, ice cream. cream. Like mm-hmm. it's so much into a date. We're spending time together. I set a date with you. Well, see, I'm also different. My expectations are very far more realistic, and I ain't even about to get into that right now. There are some you know, unrealistic expectations that like you know, I like just like we feel like when you're dating somebody, dating means getting to know that only one person pays the entire time. No. You're supposed to date each other. I agree. I agree. And I listen to what people tell me, right? Um, and I think that like there are some times where people don't realize that like um one young lady in particular. We was rocking and she just didn't she wasn't able to make up her mind or whether or not she wanted to rock with me and i was just like i'm not jumping through hoops for nobody now i'll do what needs to be done for me to date a woman right like there's a difference between dating somebody and jumping through hoops to be <laughs> I see what you're saying. yeah there's a there's a huge difference yeah like when somebody really want to rock with you right and when somebody's just like putting you through a, t- Want a, you to chase them. a test yeah yeah it's like um 
I'm good. Like, I'm not, I don't, mm -mm. I'm straight. Yeah, that's not fair. I don't, I don't, I, you know, I used to do a little dumb shit like that. But I've matured. And it's not cute. And most of my friends are guys. So y'all tell me that shit ain't cute. So I just don't, I stopped doing it because my dating life was fucking horrible. So now I like having control of my dating life. And that is not having somebody chase me, playing games with people and um, worried about what you think about me. It's okay if we don't mesh. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. I ain't for everybody. You ain't for everybody. So I'm no longer going to put on no facade to look like something because it's more or less desirable. I'm I'm fucking desirable. There's a lot of men who like me and my personality. Mm. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) what? No, I get it. I feel the same way. Like, you know, I ain't for everybody. And, I ain't for everybody. It's cool. And everybody ain't, but the thing is, everybody ain't for me. And the, that's everybody the thing ain't that, like, for me either. That's the that's the day that I had to realize, like, although Shorty like checking these boxes, she looked the way you want your kids to look. Like, you know, she, she built like Jesus love her. But like at the end of the day, come on. Everybody ain't for me either. Everybody ain't for me. And that's the thing that you gotta like, you gotta realize that like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm really okay. But see, my my biggest issue is I want a guy that's just as nerdy as me, but have like swag about himself. Yeah, you want me from Compton or some shit. Yeah, I got you. No, I don't want no. I want. I'm just saying, like in like. No, who takes care of himself? He looks good. He eats well. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's just as nerdy or whatever kind of like. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. But there's no. It's hard to find that. You don't find most dudes who read as much as I like to read, and. But I had to realize, right? That could just be something I'm into. I don't need you to be into the yeah. same things as me for me to enjoy it. That's just what I enjoy. Very much so. Very much so. So I just find, so I had to, you know, but I still want to look at it. Don't get me wrong. I still want to be like a nerdy, like swag boy, but I had to realize, oh, it's not really about what I'm into, but more just, you know, the type of vibe I like. I yeah, I mean, to nerdy to him, nerdy to him could be mean, could, could mean that he's, you know, into computer analytics or like he's into coding or something. Right, I don't know shit about that, but I just like people who are into learning. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. Like being with somebody that don't like engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like you gotta you gotta remain constant and learn. Oh that that would be hell. I so my thing is I love like intelligent women. Like Oh God, I love intelligent women. And like um I like the 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 ones who are uh well read, but they but they'll fight not necessarily that they'll fight, but they got like swag to them too. Cause I'm I'm a church boy through and through. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in the hood, but like ain't nothing the I probably say ka. It's probably the hoodest thing about me, or like too, because I'll be going to the East Coast a lot, but I ain't hood in the least bit. 
Like, oh, like I'm the bros. Like, yeah, neither like, am I. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. But like, I like women that are like well read. That like can I can we can go and we can be in any environment. You get what I'm saying. Like, we don't have to be just mm-hmm. um, sitting around um, at a gala. But I, but we also can be in the hood with the homies. You get what I'm saying. Uh, I like those women, and those women tend to like hood niggas. Cause hood niggas you like. You know what's so funny? They do. <laughs> Somebody, this this woman I was dating at one point, or well, went on a couple of not dating, but like went on a couple of dates with, and I was like, "Why y'all do that?" And she was like, "Sometimes we don't want to pay our own bills. Like we realize, like what's going on." She's like, "Sometimes we just don't want to. We want to save some money, so we go get a hood nigga who gonna like take us to Dubai and like or pay for us to well, go to them Dubai." Type of hood guys. Huh? So not the ones that's gonna go with them, but like the ones that they can like get the bags from and all of that stuff. Like they got the money to do that. And I be telling women all the time, like- It's so funny. I think it's a mutual friend cause you follow them on social media. I'm not gonna say their, her name, but she had said that she's very intelligent. She's a doctor like me and I know her through my son's father. And, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, No, not her, not her, not her, not her, not her. No, but what I'm saying is she said that on her page. I want to get her on. I want to get her on the podcast. Though. She like hood. She like yeah. hood. But I don't think it's just yeah. her. Like she's she, very intelligent. She's from the shy. Yeah, she the homie though. She the homie. Uh, I know exactly. I want to get her on here. Um, I want to get her. But ain't on that here. funny though? You say that, yeah. and she said that. Doctor, all of that. PhD. Yeah. Doing I mean, great a lot of the women I've dated are not a lot of women, but like women that I've dated are dual degree triple degreed medical like my ex was is in the medical field i've dated like several other women that are like that are in the medical field um and i just be like you really think that i don't like her dudes i'm not saying you do i'm just saying no, i I'm met, just like saying. the women that, I, i'm saying the women i like mm-hmm. like hood niggas like i i'm attracted to the chicks That's with long weave big butts like nice bodies uh bags that had like that have designer real designer labels on them i like those i like them when okay so that's the type of woman you like i like them i like they're gonna like a hood you they do but they be like but they have but they also are well read no i believe that but you know, whatever yo you whatever is a part of your culture or how you grew up or whatever you was around, everybody. It was the girls that I was around. Like them was the girls that I was around. It was yeah. The girls. But you, what I'm saying is, even for them, they probably come from yeah. cities or wherever that you know. Mm-hmm. That's without a part. That everybody just because you got degrees, that don't change who you are. Agreed. Agreed. And not all the time of the people you associate with it doesn't at all. Agreed. Totally agreed. Um, but I mean, I still like them. They, um, they, uh, not all of them, but like uh, some of the women that I've, and I've had to like recalibrate, like who it is that I bring into my space because like that, that's cute only for so long. Right. But I tell people you can't, like what always what looks good to you is not always good for you, right? Um, right. And so, 
just because like I like the way somebody looks, I have to like get down to it. And I tell people all the time, like I date on a budget. Like if you want somebody that like is about to spend, you know, six figures on you all the time, like I'm not that guy. Like I got real life stuff that I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I typically date older men though. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Somebody. But I think this. most women do. Yeah. Yeah, I want somebody I my age. <laughs> like I want somebody huh? that, like I want somebody my age that like we went through some like we got like similar experiences where I'm just like able to be like or I'm able to tell them uh, a joke about Zoom and they know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, see, this is the thing. Like my ex, my son's father is close to my age. He's not the same age as me, but I I will. But I, if I have preferably, I would, I normally go for older. But I'm not, when I say older, let me clarify. I mean, you rock with the 50 year olds. No. Okay. I don't go past 12 years. I think my highest has been I'm like 33. So that mean they can't be over 45. Yeah. I don't think that's bad. Yeah. You know, I think right now for me, I can't like date too much older because of like, I mean, I believe in Jesus, but like biology is a whole, it's like a real life thing. I don't want to date somebody that's like 50 and like, oh my God, I'm in love with her and I still want kids. Like, I'm going to resent this. Well, one. yeah, that makes sense. Like, right. Or like, date somebody, you know, I'm intentional where I'm like, I can't date somebody that's like, yeah, I don't want no kids. Okay, cool. We ain't got nothing in common because I still well, that's another reason why I'm hesitant about taking a man my age serious. Why well, I don't know if I want to have more kids. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there are men that like have kids already, or like that's what I'm yeah. saying. So typically yeah. the ones who ain't gonna ask me for nothing are older. Yeah, that's funny. Their kids is teenagers or their kids is <laughs> already born and they're already t- they like I don't need no more. Yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. most men understand you marry a woman, you take it on their kids. So, agreed. Agreed. And I don't want to want to, I don't know if I want to do that again. And that's fine. It's not for everybody. Yeah, I agree. Like that's a lot to well, it's a lot to take on, but then also it depends on the situation. Agreed. Because I have been told that whatever differences I may have had in my co-parenting, I, I don't even talk about it with who I'm in a relationship with. Like, they're, they may know certain things, but I keep it so under control, it don't even... And so, and a lot to of them, people. they like, they ask me, do y'all have issues? I'd be like, yeah, but it ain't nothing to really repeat. Like, I mean, it's gonna happen. Like, nothing major. Everybody you know? does that. I, we had that discussion before. Not everybody does that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people are at a place where they, um, the issues kind of permeate into everything around them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it kind of it, it permeates into everything around. Choose my words carefully, um, but it, uh, yeah, and it, it's not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy all the time. And it's like, do you, you know, you love somebody, but like, do you choose your health? Like you choose, you like, you, you or you, you rock with somebody, 
But it's like, yo, that situation is not the best for me to, you know, put myself in. Let me give you an example and then we can end. But example of why I'm mindful about dating guys my age who don't have kids. This guy, he's trying to get to know me. In our conversation, we're talking. He says to me how his ex-girlfriend, he was bothered by how they were in the car together. And she was on the phone with her son's father. Mm-hmm. And then the son's father, they were confirming whatever pickup time. And then she proceeded to talk to her son's father about, like, oh, I, you ain't gonna believe what he did at school today. Having a co-parent conversation, friendly conversation. And he was bothered by that and said, it didn't have to be 30 minutes. She could have cut it short. What <laughs> I said to him, I expect you to have that answer because you don't have kids. Yeah, yeah. I said, too, she has to deal with this man for the rest of her life. You should be grateful that they are just being friends and they cool because it can be a lot worse, bro. It could be a lot worse. You, I said, I just, he was like, I just felt, it's like, dang, like, that's my girl, y'all cackling and stuff. I said, are you insecure? He got to be insecure. I said, that conversation had nothing to do with you. They have to parent regardless if you're in a relationship with her or not. She has to be cool with this man. Yeah. When else was he going to find out? So, I ain't talked to him no more. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Oh man, I've experienced a lot worse. But you know, so it's just like you know, like (laughs) my brothers are baby daddies. So like I've been around, like I got two brothers that are baby daddies. Yeah, like that's it. Like they were having that. Like yeah, I've experienced a lot worse being a brother who has brothers who are baby daddies, and like being in relationship, being in a relationship with, or like talking to women that have had kids, right? And realizing like, yo. Ah, that ain't, that's easy. You want that type of thing, right? When it's good, like you want them to be on good terms, you know? Because that make it easy for you. That make it so much easy for you. Like, oh yeah, when he coming to get him? Ah, thank you. Thanks, G. You know, they was having a report because they got to keep that report going because guess what? Don't near one of them got one no problem. None. She ain't talking to this nigga because she want to talk to him. She talking to him. Because she got to keep it cool. Got to keep it. I did not mean to say the N-word. I'm getting too comfortable. <laughs> no, you good. Uh, but um, I but anyways. It. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. And that's yeah. why I, I barely did. I dumped a girl. I'd say this. I, dumped, I, I stopped talking to a girl. She gave a $5 tip. We went out to eat. And she just You're like. Wanted to pay. I mean, it is what it is. She left a five dollar tip, and I was just like, "I saw the the waiter in the middle of a pandemic. First off, we shouldn't be outside, and then secondly, like you gave this man a five dollar tip on a bill that was just like ridiculous." And I was just like, "I like I found some cash in my. Luckily, I had like a twenty dollar bill in my pocket, and I just gave it to the man. I was just like, I'm so sorry. I was like, you here, and we shouldn't be here, but you like here serving me food. So thank you, thank you very much. Well." I think I'm a, um, well, thank you for being on Jesus and Gym Shoes, where we have unparalleled conversations about life, life skills and Jesus. I don't know how this is going to sound. <laughs> I don't know either. 